Welcome to the TSO Podcast. I'm Kathleen Kajioka from the New Classical FM. He just described it as just the, the most fun thing and the coolest thing, and that's why you play the horn. That's TSO principal horn player Neil DeLand. You'll hear from him later in the show. But first, German musician Matthias Pincher is making his TSO podium debut this week. He'll be conducting the TSO in Mahler's first symphony, as well as the Canadian premiere of his own work, Towards Osiris. Along with being a composer and conductor, Maestro Pincher is music director of the Ensemble Intercontemporain. He joins myself and TSO principal bass player Jeffrey Beecher. Welcome to the show, Matthias. Good evening. Thanks for having me. So you're going to be performing Mahler's first symphony. What is it like to conduct that piece? The interesting phenomenon about that particular Mahler symphony is that I guess as a conductor, having played it many times, you come in with basically the same approach or ideas. I'm avoiding the the terminology of interpretation, but you come in and you're trying to do the same things, but it always comes out as something completely different. And even if I maybe say the same things or look the same with what I do, but it's something different wherever you go. And why is that? And it, it brings me directly to that over and over repeated cliche of that the music of Mahler has that aspect of you know humanity and the all-encompassing, embrace the mankind thing. And yes, it is actually true because it tells us so much about the individual player. And, and clearly, like the sound of a second clarinet determines the articulation of the pizzicatos of the basses, etc., etc., etc. So it's really, as a conductor, you zoom into that microcosm of what that score provides, which has such an incredible diversity of ideas and, and colors and sensations and emotions and feelings, and it always applies to the moment, and it depends upon the soul and the spirit of the orchestra much more than what the conductor tries to do. Mm-hmm. Now, you're also a composer, and on this program is your own work that has a very clear title, Towards Osiris. Can you tell us a bit about this work? It's a piece that um, was commissioned, well, years ago by, by the Berlin Philharmonic, and Simon Rattle was recording the planets by Gustav Holst for uh, EMI and he was commissioning four of his composer friends to contribute little, as he said, asteroids <laughs> to, to the planets and I was one of them and I at this time uh, was in Berlin going to a museum where they had a, a large piece by, by German artist Josef Beuys and he called it Osiris and it was a huge empty untreated canvas on which he applied the pieces that a tailor is using to you know manufacture a suit so it's like a character or persona basically having been torn apart and all these individual body pieces being splattered on that empty canvas and it allows us and our imagination to put it back together and inspired by that i read a lot about the myth of osiris and i was intrigued because it's a very, very, very moving story behind it, but also it, it was formally appealing to me to, as a composer, present a sonic image in its entity, then tear it apart, have it burst, show all the individual elements and pieces individually and separately, and then at the end of the piece just put it back together and make it seemingly sound as it would be the primordial condition. But it sounds the same, but it's in a different emotional state. So I found that very formally intriguing to, at the same time, being very moved by the beautiful story of Osiris and his wife, Isis. 
So, Matias, you're clearly a man of many talents, uh, originally a violinist, I understand, and now, of course, mm-hmm. composing and conducting. How do you manage to keep it all together, and, and how do they actually influence one another? Oh, boy. Next question, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is... It, it clearly... I mean, I could not continue without absolutely being very active in, in both capacities, but even the teaching, which is like passing on ideas or curating a festival or even generating a musical program for a symphonic concert. This is all about composition. Even as a conductor, you come in and become a composer. If you go back to the word root, you, you, you put the sounds together those, so they, they seem right and they do justice to the score. So it's, it all falls into this entity of you know, really wanting to be something like a complete musician. And being a composer, it makes you really look at also the detail. If, if I look at that first symphony by Mahler over and over and over again, it, it's a lifelong process and it keeps you on your toes because you always, always discover something in the score, but then you even <laughs> discover it in the moment when it happens when you work with an orchestra. It's very rich, it's very complex. So it's, it's a big, big cosm in all these different things clearly inform and inspire each other mutually. On behalf of all the musicians, Matthias, we're so looking forward to your debut this week, both with Mahler's First Symphony and, of course, with your own piece, Towards Osiris. Me too. <laughs> Composer and conductor Matthias Pincher, who makes his TSO podium debut this week. You're listening to the TSO Podcast. Stay with us. There's one special moment that all horn players look forward to. In the climax of Mahler 1, the horn part is very memorable. It's so important that Mahler asks the entire section to stand up. What's that like? Principal horn player Neil DeLand is here to tell us. Welcome to the show, Neil. Thanks for having me. So when the moment comes at the end of Mahler 1 to stand, what's going through your head? Well, I'm not looking forward to it, that's for sure. (laughs) You're not? (laughs) No. It's, uh, it's a little terrifying, uh, a little nerve-wracking. You've been sitting there, of course, for an hour of intense music and playing your guts out, and then you stand, and you, your blood does weird things and rushes to your head, and then you have to stand there, and everyone's looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the very first time you had to do this? No, I don't remember the first time I did it. I remember when I first heard about it. I was uh, in a lesson with my horn teacher, and I grew up in Minneapolis, studied with a freelancer, and he would play extra with the uh, Minnesota Orchestra. And so he would come from rehearsal and say, oh, man, we played the coolest thing today, uh, this Mahler Symphony. And I'd never heard of Mahler, and so he's describing it, and he says, at the end, the whole horn section stands up, and it's, it's, it's you know, he just described it as, just the, the most fun thing and the coolest thing, and that's why you play the horn. Mm-hmm. So there's the visual element of it, right, that the audience gets to see you stand up. But Mahler also writes in the score, it's to obliterate the trumpet section. <laughs> well, that's always a good thing. Is that a good thing? Is that something <laughs> I personal? I think pretty much everybody in the orchestra is happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> but it offers the audience this kind of triumphant moment, too. It's this grand finale, right? It's a huge moment in D major. The orchestra's kind of going crazy, and you guys sort of cap that off with this... Is, right. that, is that after you get through that initial sort of nervous feeling, once you're on your feet and you, get, you have, what, six other horn players with you? Six too, others, right? yeah. Yeah, it it's, must be kind of pretty cool to be standing up there, oh, everybody yeah. looking at you guys. After a bit, you feel a bit chuffed. Yeah. So. <laughs> Neil, you just played the beautiful solo from Mendelssohn's Midsummer Night's Dream Nocturne. 
Are there other great moments in uh, in music that you either look forward to or also have uh, some uh, uh, a healthy dose of excitement before? Well, any time a horn goes off stage or a group of horns goes off stage and plays is uh, is great. It's uh, it's kind of fun to take a break from being on stage. <laughs> it's like right? the opposite of standing up. <laughs> it's the opposite of standing up. You go take a break, and uh, one of the most fun things and just visceral visceral horn moments is uh, playing off stage for Alpine Symphony. Ah. There is a multitude of horns. I mean, there's. I think it calls for ten horns off stage to play this hunting call that you hear over the over the mountains. Ah. And and it's to be backstage. It is so loud because you're always in a confined area, right. and there's trumpets and horns. And it's just cacophony back there, and it is the coolest thing to do. Oh, thanks so much for sharing your horn love with us. That brings us to the end of this week's TSO podcast. Don't forget, you can be in touch with the TSO at any time. Send an email to community at tso.ca or leave a note on our Facebook or Twitter pages. For more music and stories from the Toronto Symphony Orchestra, join us on Sunday night with the TSO. That's every Sunday at 8 p.m. on the new Classical FM. I'm Kathleen Kajioka. Join us next Monday for another episode of the TSO Podcast. <laughs>